Coming up, it's that episode that you've been waiting for patiently at the edge of your seat. It's our Halloween Horror Nights episode where we're finally going to go over our experience at Halloween Horror Nights. Very, very exciting. Just get ready because it's happening. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Dis Unplugged. This is episode 232 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is also brought to you by Disboards.com. If you're looking for even more information to help you plan your Universal Orlando vacation, head over to Disboards.com and join the discussion today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Hey, we've got a humdinger of an episode for you, one that I'm super excited about, and that is our Halloween Horror Nights extravaganza of, of sorts, you might even call it that if you would want to so we went to halloween horror nights this past weekend and we're very sad that we're missing out on it tonight and and sunday night but you know what things come up things happen that that keep you from attending it but at the same time uh, there are brighter pastures around there we'll be back to halloween horror nights the following week but we got we got a good chunk of it done the the very first weekend so uh, of course on opening night we were Great. We were lucky enough. We were uh, fortunate enough to be invited out by Universal for a an, an RIP tour, so the mm-hmm. VIP guided tour as part of the media event. So you know, we got we got the the full nine yards with it. We got we got a bunch of food that was happening during the. Uh, during the the first portion of our little media event, which I didn't realize at the time, I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> I'd been paying attention during team member preview on that Wednesday. Like I've been, I was looking at all the menus from like the Star Court Mall, and I was like, okay, that's something I want to try. That's something I want to try. But I didn't really like it. Didn't resonate with me then as we were eating a lot of the food at our media event. That that was all the food that they're serving at Star Court Mall. Yeah, when I went um, the next night to go and check out what they were offering at the different places i was like oh we had that bow bun and we had that pot sticker i'm like okay okay yeah and the street corn that was there as well too like it was in nachos like it was all all right there and i just it didn't dawn on me at the time granted we wouldn't have reviewed it anyways in that setting as we don't review stuff like that during media events just because it's it's a different different type of presentation and we're not paying for it so there's no there's no point on reviewing that so uh it, it, our event started off with that and then that led into plus a couple drinks here and there and then that leads into doing an rip tour of the houses plus uh the marathon of mayhem as well as viewing academy of villains so but it just besides going to it for that side too i know i shouldn't have to say this but i, I will just preface it too rhino and i like many people in orlando 
know, we are also frequent fear pass holders. So uh, it's, I know you went back on, that was Saturday. I went Saturday. Yeah, you went Saturday. I went on Sunday. And so it's, we we attend very regularly throughout the season. And this is actually, uh, I I will say, in, in terms of what we say during during these periods like a lot of times we'll get flack and criticism saying okay well you're you're going out and doing all these reviews but if your bosses are paying for that in such anyways where does where does it matter one thing i can adamantly say uh without any hesitation is that for halloween horror nights both rhino and i pay for our own frequent fear passes out of pocket and it's something that we love that much that it's it's not something that gets covered by for work because we get to go for media and we get a ticket with our premiere pass Mm -hmm. so anything beyond that is if if we want to do it kind of like the same thing goes with the halloween parties that at Walt Disney World, if we want to go to those more than the couple times that we get to with work, then that's on us. So that's just how much we love this event and enjoy going year after year to it. That there'd be there's no other thing I could imagine other than being a frequent fear pass holder. That was literally the reason I kept my job at Universal for so long was solely for a Halloween Horror Nights ticket. It, every time it rolled around, so like that's how. That's how important this event is to me and stuff. But anyways, let's actually talk about the event itself because that's why you're you're here to watch and listen, not not for my inane rambl- insane yeah. ramblings of I mean a little bit of that too, but yeah. you want to you want to hear some information as well too. But yeah, we uh, we we were experiencing we we were able to experience all the houses on the first night, like I said, plus the two shows, and then when I went back on Sunday night, I'm gonna have to ask Rhino again to remind me and refresh me but i know for me personally uh my time there on sunday night i was able to experience part of marathon of mayhem uh and i'm not going to go into why i didn't view the full show of that but i saw parts of that show and then i was able to do every single house with the exception of nightingale's blood pit and that was out of my own choosing and then i also uh i didn't do academy of villains but i was able to basically knock out everything so these feelings that we're going to talk about it's not with that one that first snapshot judgment on it i was not able to do all of the houses again on saturday it was too busy but you got a little bit done, right? Yeah, I did stay and scream. I did five of the houses again. Okay, that's and a good I chunk. saw the mayhem, the show too. Yeah. But that's also I didn't stay till one. I left at like eleven thirty or something. So yeah, and but it was busy, busy on Saturday. And that's the opposite. I was there for a little while with friends at the start of the event, and they we just got lucky. Sunday ended up being a super slow night. It was we got in and. Kylie and I were going to go to Killer Clowns from Outer Space because it was only 15 minutes. And then our friends called and said, okay, well, we're just about to go into Ghostbusters. Do you want to do that? Like, how long is it? 45 minutes. It's like, oh, that's that's pretty much at the cusp of what I think I would be willing to wait for Ghostbusters. And yeah, why not do it? And let's see what happens. And it ended up only being a 30-minute line. Nice. It marked it. And it... <clears throat> I don't think I saw it go back over 40 minutes the rest of the night mm. on Sunday. That must Maybe. have been really slow then because the night yeah. I was doing it was like everything was – every time you'd get on a line, whatever it said, it doubled by the time yeah. you got into it. So it was crazy. And nothing, when I left, nothing was under 45 minutes. So Yeah. Well, in that – so I we did that and then we went back over to Killer Clowns and that said it was like a 25-minute wait. It ended up only being a 10-minute wait. 
And the only thing I was staying away from all night was, well, we did those two, and then Kylie needed to go home. So I took her home, and then I was sitting at home, and I'm like, should I go back because I need to do some work, and I needed to film Scare Zones and Marathon of Mayhem. And I was like, "Ah, maybe I'll just be lazy for once in my life and wait because I was at Epcot all Saturday night documenting the fountain and other stuff that I was like. But we're going to be in California, so we're missing a whole weekend out of the event. Well, and that's where I was like, okay, I'll go back. But then I was like, even still putting on my shoes, I'm like, I don't want to go back. I opened up the app. Stranger Things was in 85-minute wait, and everything else was 25 minutes or under. With the, I think Ghostbusters was 40. And most of them were saying 10 or 15 minutes. Mm. And so I'm like, okay. I'll, it's clearly yeah i was like okay i'll i'll go over and got over and basically yeah I, I did the only thing i waited on stranger things was my final one i got in line right at one o'clock right at the last second i i was like within the last 10 people that they let in before they did their final call and with that line i think i waited 15 minutes for it but everything else i either walked right in or i was like a five minute wait so it was it was definitely sunday because i saw i was watching all night saturday watching the wait times and stuff and i'm like uh it's I, I still hadn't bought my pass at that point. And after seeing the wait times on Friday night and the wait times at Saturday, I was yeah. like, I, I'm going to have to do the express pass. And then I real, I looked at my bank account and I was like, there is no way I can justify this right yeah. now. So I'm going non-express and I'm I'm still happy with that. But uh, yeah, it's it, I think that's just a testament. And the, the long story with that wrapping around was uh, definitely with Halloween Horror Nights, it's important to remember that during these first couple weeks in September, you can definitely get a lot done if you're lucky, uh, if you can go on. It, it changes every year, I feel like. So we'll, we'll give the advice, like, go on that Wednesday, Thursdays, or Sunday nights. Those are the slower. Stay away from Friday, Saturday. And then those end up being super busy, and Friday and Saturday's calmer. And then it swips around because everyone realizes the pattern and then op- does opposite. But, you know, September, it's always recommended. Go anytime during that, and you're going to see these these weights where you can literally get everything done in one night if you're smart and you're paying attention to the wait times and as you get closer to halloween just expect it to get busier and busier and and it will and it'll get insane but uh and that's when you still you have to start thinking about express pass and such and it could be more beneficial to you but I guess part of the question we have to look at with this is, is this year worth attending? So just to recap you on that, this year it's a, a very loose 80s theme to Halloween Horror Nights, as as seen with some of the choices they've made in terms of the scare zones and and the, the houses. So we all know like, Stranger Things is a part of this event. Killer Clowns from Outer Space has returned, of course, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. That goes without being said. Anarcade is just straight up 80s arcade goodness. And, you know, it's just little in even Monsters. Uh, sorry, mo- I always want to call it Monsters of Mayhem. The Marathon of Mayhem yeah. is about as monster, about <laughs> its 80s as you can get in the entire feel of that show. So uh, it's that is the loose theme of it. And do you feel like you're getting the theme? Throughout the I area? think I think it's the Anarcade and um, the Marathon of Mayhem that really kind of nail that theme in. Yeah. That it's not even just it's that eighties video game esque. Like it's, so it's it's trying to be like we're not 
it's not like 80s VHS tapes, like which is what I felt like last year. You know, last year was definitely more aggressively 80s. This year it's trying to be like, oh, we're going for that like twisted Tron feel. And I, I think the show combined with the arc, the ar- an arcade scare zone really kind of brings it all together. Yeah. I, 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 get, yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, I always think about that year where it was like Festival of the Dead or something like that. And that year I was like, I don't understand this theme at all. There's literally no theme. They just have this one character with the feathers. Yeah, it was it, themes have been slightly tough after the 25th anniversary when that was, you know, I don't when, always need a whole theme, though. No, you don't need a theme. The problem was, I feel like when they were doing Walking Dead, it's the theme that kind of got ingrained. And then after that, having like a stellar year with 25 and having having Jack be the main host of that but then also in like the scare zones bringing back other horror nights icons and stuff that got ingrained again and then and then they followed it up with chance which that was where you know it felt like they made a lot of cuts right at the end to (laughs) kind of to make her not be the icon of the event but still not it didn't quite necessarily feel like it was still super themed and then Mm -hmm. in the past two years since so 27 and 28 it's been very loose themed and this is another one that's very loose themed but like you said with i i think just having marathon of mayhem in there well, i think next year will be a huge year too because it's yeah. 30th anniversary i'm sure they'll do something big for that one too yeah but the atmosphere of the event i feel like it's it's you know it it connects with me whether or not when you're in the scare zones that will be a question we'll answer later on in the show it, it's it, it, there's there's a lot that works really well and then the stuff that isn't quite cohesive is very clearly not cohesive mm-hmm. i guess but like when 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 i was when you're walking through the park as a whole uh like they have nailed down this aesthetic that they're here. I don't know if you can see that. So this is my like mug. If you're watching this is the mug. That's the, that has the print of the event on it. Like this is the, you know, all the, it's got stranger things, killer clowns, um, ghostbusters and monsters on it, all the IPs. And it's all this purple and green and neon. And that is very present everywhere in the park. And I am actually kind of dumbfounded when I walk around, you know, Mel's, Diane is always that neon pink, but then like they've got all the smoke machines going everywhere and the lighting everywhere. It's actually kind of beautiful how it all, it's very photo esque anywhere you are in the entire park. Like it's one of those where I'm like, it looks like it could easily be the album cover of any sort of like 80s, you know, I don't know, band or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's I, I think they did a really, really good job of that to the point where I'm like, it really you know, I always talk about parks have a different life night and day, but this is just something where I'm like, Man, this is one of those I feel like a very underrated aspect of this event that they've done like the uh lighting coordinators or whatever, yeah. you know, I think that's a really very present and very well done part of this event. Yeah. I mean it's it is something that you see it definitely during Halloween Horror Nights, even to an extent during Universal Mardi Gras, how they're able to, even though that's contained in one small area where this is park wide, like yeah. it, it's cool when you see those changes being made. I'm not saying that they don't happen at Walt Disney World, but like with Halloween Horror Nights, it truly is I don't on think it another happens level. Like this, yeah, yeah. It, it, not something like you know. I know Disney does transform their parks. I'm not knocking them, but I was thinking about it where I'm like, there's not really an experience that's it's so like this everywhere yeah. in the park. Everywhere you go, I can kind of see that feel and that sound. And and this is the first year that I've really been like, 
it wasn't just like Marilyn Manson yeah. music playing. It was like, oh, this music matches this fog and the light and the thing. So it all it all kind of electrifies you, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, and, this is cool. And there's very little room to breathe. So that's a good point too. If you don't, if you're not into this type of event, I mean, you have basically a safe zone in. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. And and then you, I think there's like a dead zone area from the end of like where the Starbucks is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, in front of like Transformers yeah. and stuff. That part of New York. The other part of New York, obviously, is is one of the scare zones, Zombieland. There's a little bit of a breathing area in front of Fast and Furious, supercharged, but not by the exit because there's a scare zone like, there. No. Yeah. Uh, there's in front of Men in Black, you have a little bit of safety. And, you know, there's these little pockets of it, but it's, you know, and this isn't a surprise for anyone who's been attending the event. It's not like. It's not like this is different than any other year. There's scare zones all around and pretty much all in the same places. Only the one minor moving the – like last year they had Killer Clowns as a scare zone in in that section in New York. And they didn't utilize San Francisco, but now it's yeah, back now to it's the, the classic, other way around. Yeah. which I, I prefer. I, I As much as I enjoyed it being Killer Clowns where it was, to me, San Francisco is wasted space if it's not – utilizing a scare zone in there and uh that's uh, that's just my thoughts on it who knows next year they might have six scare zones because they might do new york and san francisco well and then well no the thing is you fill that in with the roaming hordes so the chainsaw hordes which already occupy like the springfield area again and and of course they used to be in front of transformers in that part of new york when killer clowns wasn't there last year so it's always easy to fill those in so uh, it's you know it's the, the atmosphere is everywhere. But I know a lot of people aren't here just to hear about the atmosphere because they've attended the event already or they're planning on it. They want to hear what we have to think about the houses, and we are obviously going to do that now. And we're going to rank ours from ten to one. Of course, this is opening weekend rank. Things will change. Yeah, and yeah, fluctuate. It, yeah. I, I, there was some where I was like, I, having only experienced half of them twice, I was like, oh, I can. And some of them, I'm like, oh, I can see where once this is really. Like some houses I went in through twice and I'm like, I've been in a shift change both times in this house because yeah. nothing was happening. But I, I knew something was supposed to happen where in, in an area. So I was like, uh, so I know I have to like re-experience some of them again. Yep. I, yep. I completely agree with that too. And uh, I just want to also say with this, we are – for anyone watching this visually, if you're listening, it's different. But uh, – and I guess even listening – in general, this is good to know. There will be spoilers, of course, in this. Not that many, but uh, we're obviously going to talk about it. So uh, if if you are waiting to go to the event and you don't want to hear the details about the houses, just where we rank them, uh, maybe I'll put in like the show notes or something where – the list i don't know i'll put it in maybe i'll put it in the comment or i'll I'll put it in the description on youtube our our ranking of the houses that's a quick easy place for people to see what they are and after you attend the event you can come back and see them but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the houses and we're gonna be showing video of inside the houses so if you don't want this spoiled for you uh this is not the episode to watch so i think i've made that clear enough now spoilers ahead don't watch if you don't want the houses ruined for you so, okay, we're going to start with our list at number 10, of course. Rhino, what do you have at number 10? We have a Nightingale Blood Pit. 
Yes, Nightingale Blood Pit. Uh, one of the houses that Rhino definitely had very low on his list that I attempted many, many times to talk him into how good it's going to be because the first Nightingale's house was awesome. And how could this not be better? There's going to be gladiators. There's it's, Yeah, you promised me naked men and I saw none. There was one half naked man in it. And... I didn't even see him this uh, no sorry that's right I was just about to say I didn't see him the second time he, I went through the house I didn't see him the second time I went through the house because I didn't go through the house a second time and it's solely because this was also my number 10 on on my list uh when I went on Sunday I had the option I could have done every single house that night but I adamantly chose to not do nightingales because it was that much of a disappointment when we went through like it the house just didn't connect at all with me. So it's like it, I, I thought we were going to get the feel of being in ancient Rome and these creatures were coming after us. And did you ever get that impression? No, I I just I, I found this house to be completely forgettable. I don't even remember when we did it during the night. I feel like it was toward the end. Yeah, uh, it kind of was, yeah. Yeah, and it was in the last four. And I know we were like rushing at that point with the RIP tour um cuz the timing was off for some reason. Um so I I I feel like I can't remember anything about the house. So that says something about it. Not like, oh, I can't remember cuz I was scared. I don't remember being very scared, but I also remember being like, I don't know what the story is I just walked yeah. through. Compared to, you know, especially having done this later in the night, I saw a lot of really stories. I, I, I experienced all these other houses that had stories that even when I didn't understand stood what was happening, I still remembered things about the house. Yeah. I, th- it, could, it could move. It could end up moving. I don't know. But we walked out. I think you liked it less than I even did. I was just very like... I, I felt like nothing had happened when I saw yeah, it. I basically said, I don't need to go into this house again for a very – I'll go in maybe one or two more times. It's how I felt about the – it's how I felt about the vampire house last year where – but that did end up growing on me a little mm-hmm. bit more. So maybe That was definitely one, better than this house. But yeah, that still had the scenic design to it. Yeah. This to me, like I'm not even – I'm not saying the designers, and this is not a criticism on what they put together. I'm not saying it's a bad design. I'm just saying for me, I didn't. It's hard to walk into some of these houses this year, to walk into the details of Ghostbusters, which you know from the movie, Stranger Things, which you know from the series, or even an intricately themed original house like Yeti. And I was going to say that's the upward battle of an original yeah. house is it doesn't have any memory or anything to play with. But but then you can still be in a house like Yeti where it is so intricate and so detailed. And then you look at something that is very minuscule and bare bones like like Nightingale's Blood Pit. And it's just it's it's a night and day difference. It's it's disappointing. So I I, I don't know. I'm I will I will go on this house again i will not go on this house i will go through this house again at some point but it's it's gonna take me um it's gonna take me a little bit of time to get to yeah again so rhino where do you have uh where do you have on your number nine i have um a house of a thousand corpses um which originally was on the bottom of my list the first time i did the ranking um but I, I, 
I, I, you, you watched the movie before you went, and you lent it to me. But I ended up having to. Uh, big, Eli was out of town. I had to take care of the dogs and all this stuff. I ran out of time to be able to watch it, so I am still going to watch it. And I thought I would watch it again before I went in. And I, so I've been in twice now into this one, and even having not seen the movie, I was watching it, and I was like, hmm. This is interesting because I was like, this is a um, – I got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe from it. It reminded me of that house that we had had here, and it reminded me of just that movie in general. And I was like, okay. So even though I don't really know this movie or this story and I approach it like a, 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 a – um, uh, an original house, I still can remember things. Like I remember walking in and you see um, – not Captain Sparkles. What the heck is his name? Captain Spaulding. It's Captain Spaulding. And, like, you know, I remember the guy over the body with the big metal arms. And then, like, I remember the girl cutting this other guy's head. And so, like, there are things in this house where I'm like, okay, I don't know what was going on, really. But I remember scary moments and, and being spooked by this weird family. And so, it was. I felt like it was telling something that I didn't understand. But at least I remembered it. That's why... The night I put Nightingale so low is because there was literally nothing memorable about it. Mm-hmm. I, that I, I, I literally can't remember anything about the house um, except for like kind of the coloring of it. And then th- this at least I remembered. You know, I had remembered after the first night and it wasn't I remembered the second night. But yeah. Hmm. Well, what did you I have did not have head? House of a Thousand Corpses. Really? That's even higher up. Okay. Yeah. Well, not not too much higher up. So, uh, unfortunately, this next house is one that I know has made – it's been number one on many people's lists out there. And it's just something that I was – I, I, I uh, the first night, I thought that – I was like, okay, this was actually a good house. This was better than I expected. Then – when I went and thought back to it, it was the very first house we did. So I think it was just getting in the spirit of it. And then the next day I was like, oh, I don't really remember like being blown away by it now that I'm really thinking about it. And then when I redid it on Sunday night, it's like, okay, this house has so many, so many dull moments and so many moments where they miss the scare. It accurately portrays the movie, I believe in a good way, but just, just misses on so many marks and has so many blanks areas and that's us oh interesting yeah uh it's i should i talk about how i feel about it now too or no well we'll get to we'll get to it when it gets on your list there and feel feel free to jump in on anything that i say as i go along well i i want to point out i some of the houses i was in front of craig you can tell in the video and then other parts of the house i went in way in front of you or behind yeah. you or something. Well, I was mostly in front of you. But but um, I think this house I went in with a big space between us. You, yes. We we had very different video watching back from okay. it. And, but there also was a trend in the video. I got a couple more scares than you did. Mm-hmm. But the second night, I didn't, I didn't get, I think, more than to the entire house. And granted, it was close to the end of the night, but they were all still in there. It was just that it's just with that house, it's one of those ones where I think it has to be timed well. And if if your timing is slightly off, you can have a chance where you go through that entire house without getting scared a single time. And I'm not saying it's like you have to nail me with the scare, but there was points where there where I went through a whole section where I constantly was seeing like Lupita Nyong'o's character go 
back into a room after clearly having just popped out mm-hmm. or, or or her tether even in that way Red. where it was where she was coming going back in or out or any of like there was the only time i truly saw characters was when they were in a position where they were standing in the middle of a room and couldn't hide so like they they have before you enter the house and get into it they have the 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 crazy man the peer man that stands out front of the house he was one person i saw and then i saw red later on when you're in the the living room of their house and she's just standing there with you didn't see the winston duke character nope he was he was tucked away he really? was tucked away. And I, then, had, I I only went the one time, and he was behind no. me. Then when I went in the neighbor's house, the the second time around, the guy was tucked back in. So he was there, but I had to physically turn and look in his little hole to see him. And then the same thing went for uh, there's another character who yeah I, I don't know what you call them. They're they're closets. So like the, yeah I don't know the cubby. Yeah. I don't yeah. know yeah cubby. We'll call it there's, a cubby. Imagine everyone's hiding in little yeah. holes everywhere now. And there's there's another cubby in that hole where there's two characters. And once again, I saw both of them. But they were, like, tucked back in, getting ready to come out, and it happened after I had already passed. And I just kept hitting that. This, mm. and that can I, be frustrating. I, I remember our run through the house, I thought, was – it was good. I When we walked out of there, I think I even told you for, like, the first time, I'm like, that – not only do I think I nailed the video and I got good low-light video in there and everything was in focus and everything was – everything came out well, but on top of that – we also had a good amount of scares because sometimes when we make these videos, they let us film on media night. And sometimes when we go through there, we'll go through a house and only hit like a quarter of the scares. And then we have it's like, OK, well, now I have to scrounge to find like background shots to put together uh, a video to show the atmosphere of it. And that's all I have. We got lucky the entire night where we we hit a good amount of scares. And this one we did the first night. But the second night when I had it where it's like. You see them, but they're not actively coming out. It, it's tough. So that's why this one was so low on my list. Like when I, after I did it, I was like, this is, I would have been so disappointed if I would have waited 45 minutes, an hour in this line, which I know it had that wait on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it was I couldn't, long, I couldn't so. do it again. I only yeah. did the one time. So for me, unless it can, unless you're guaranteed like a good, a decent amount of scares out of it, even if you're having a bad run through. Like I, I can't, I can't put it too high on my list right now. It could change, but it might not. So, what was your seven? Uh, the Yeti, mm. a, a Terror of the Yukon. Um, I okay. So I just want to say the lists from here on for me, the only houses where I'm like I don't even know how, if I like them or not is the bottom two. The rest I like. Like I definitely like them. I'm not saying I dislike them in any way. I just this is now a preference of which ones in my card on a list, which ones do I want to go immediately to the next time I'm there. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the Yeti one a lot. Um, I liked that. It was like, you go through the ice area and everything like that. But again, it's another one of those, like we did it the one time and I really wanted to do it again. Um, it just like when I went to go get in line for it, it said 15 minutes. And when I got, because this one you go through like backstage area. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to where the line was, I was like, "This is at least forty-five minutes." It, the line wasn't moving at all, and I so I stood and waited ten minutes, and the line hadn't moved at all, and I was like, "Okay, this is like a mile long still, so this is definitely nowhere close to fifteen minutes." So I that was the last um, the last one I attempted, I believe, um, and then I left. But 
I remember I remember enjoying it, but I, again, I don't I don't I don't necessarily have anything distinct that I can remember about it. Mm. Except for the ice. I remember the ice and I remember being cold and I I remember liking it more No, it is actually lower on the list than I originally had it, I guess. One lower, but yeah. Oh, I forgot to see where my old I just list. pulled mine up while you were talking. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder where I had everything. Because I'm worried I was giving the exact same list, and I'm not. I think I overwrote my list. So that's that's a shame. And I believe you had House of a Thousand Corpses definitely as It your, was the last one. Last I had one. the Nightingale and the House of a Thousand Corpses switched. So Yeah, I, I think I deleted mine. But I know mine is pretty different from where I had everything out on my list. So I'll, I'll watch back that episode and, and see where my stuff was when, when I have a chance. But uh, my number eight was your, your thoughts on Yeti were interesting. So I will they were say, not many. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that yeti i the first based on the media event night i will agree with you while we saw stuff in it i wasn't blown away but i think yeti was one that i i had very high expectations especially after we did it really early on too yeah it was in our first three houses so but with that too yeti was one that i was seeing people from team member preview posting and they were blown away by yeti and so i think i built it you built your own expectation yeah yeah. i did it's between my what i thought about it and how cool i thought it was going to be plus then hearing how many people said it was going to be amazing i built it up and then the first time it was like, oh, that was kind of. Let's see. The first time I was like, oh, I enjoyed it, but it, and yeah. it, I think it has a potential to go further up for me too. It, I enjoyed it, but it was like, okay, well, it was good, but yeah. it's not like I don't know if this is going to be my standout original house. It still isn't my the top of the list for me for original houses. No, me but neither. it, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, it's but. Um, it's I, I think there's a lot of promise in here. This is one that could definitely go up for me, too. And was that your number seven? No. My number oh. – I'm still on number eight with mine because that was your number oh, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. My number eight is House of a Thousand Corpses. So. Oh, no. That was my number eight. Nope. Yep. Yeti was my number eight. Yes. You asked me what number seven was. Oh, I did? Sorry, yeah. Oh, But my, I knew what bad. you meant. I read yeah. I read the right one. Sorry, I just counted up weird, but yeah. Yeah, my Sorry. bad on that. Uh, my number eight was House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm. And uh, with with that, I I watched the movie. I rewatched it, like I said, because uh, I wasn't fresh on it going in. And I want to always be fresh on a movie, at least seeing it in like the last six months. And so had to do it with House of a Thousand Corpses. Bought it specifically to watch for the event, hoping that I wasn't going to regret that $5 that I spent. And I did. I did regret (laughs) it. Uh, The movie is just trash. The main thing, I can't believe, I must have saw it like I had to have seen it in like 2004, 2005 before I started watching The Office because I completely forgot that Rain Wilson was one of the main characters along with Chris Hardwick. Mm. And then Walt Goggins pops in later as one is. of the sheriffs. Oh, you know who he is. He's um, he's like – oh, he's a huge character actor. He was in Justified, I want to say, um, alongside um, – your man from yeah, no Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, his but. but he was also in that. He was like he's lately been on a string of hits. He's just he started on 
that oh, he's on. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I know. I recognize yeah. his face where I'm like, he's the guy that's in everything, but you're like, I don't yeah. know that guy's And name. like, well, the first thing I was going to say, because like one of the last movies he was in, he was the bad guy in Tomb Raider, the remake with Alicia Vikander. Uh, he's currently he was in on- Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. He was the, he was like the guy trying to steal the, the, yes. the, the building. Yeah. He was also on that. He was, he's in right now. He was on Vice Principals with Danny McBride, and now he's on Danny McBride's newest show that's on HBO, um, The Righteous, the Righteous Gemstone. Gemstones, yeah. which he plays uh, He plays a man who is like in his 70s, and it's, it is so absolutely funny. It is such a, a messed up show like any of the Danny McBride shows, but it is he is hilarious in it. So Walt Goggins, great guy. So there's all these oh awesome- Oh my God, Murder, She Wrote. He was on Murder She yeah. Wrote, the last the last free man in two thousand one. Yeah. Billy Weber. I just listened to him on uh, on WTF, and like he's been he's just been plugging away for years and years and years and years, Gosh. and just has started to blow up recently. Yeah, good for so, him. Um, but I completely forgot like these three. You know, Chris Hardwick. Everyone knows him from all of the AMC afters and the Nerdist and everything. And I, you don't have to say anything about Rain Wilson. I mean, Dwight Schrute, like. It's it kind of catches you off guard when you see these three people throughout this movie that is like a B movie in every sense. And uh, so I appreciated the movie for that. But it was just it was not my style. It was not my taste. Um, It reminded me like of a crossover between something twisted and then like the the. 90s reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. So, hated the movie, but The House, on the other hand, I did not like it the first time we went through it. Just did not care for it at all. And then the second time through, it really sunk with me. Like, it is a super detailed house. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so much to look at in it. And while I don't care for some of the I don't care for the style of it. I don't care for that gritty, gross-out attempt at horror. It is still really well done. Uh, The set designs in here are just absolutely amazing. And this this is one of those houses where they're able to expose characters and keep them in the open. But just the general loudness of the house, the sense that how they turn on you so quick, it's very menacing. So there is actually there there was twice where I think I actually got jump scared and I didn't even see it coming from characters wide out in the open just hit that timing where they turned around right at the right time on me. So uh, I definitely it it was able to impress me enough after that first time to move up on my list out of the nine spot okay. to, to number eight, but still not huge. But what's your number seven? Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm. I did enjoy this house quite a bit, and it translated the same way I thought it would when I watched the movie for the first time last year to prep myself for the scare zone. Um, I thought it was fun. I liked all the cl- the clowns in there. I thought they a, did a pretty job of some of the scenes from the movie, more or less. Um, although, like, there was, like, one scare I was trying to go back and look at to see what happens, and I saw it in your video today, was the clown out of the pizza boxes. Mm-hmm. But also, I was like, where's the bathroom scene with the snakes in the hamper? But yeah. I can see you turn around at one point, and I see the clown holding them. So yeah. I think that scene is in the house. I just don't think we were scared with it yet or something. But um, it's what I expected. I thought it was a fun 
uh, not fun. I mean, fun, but still had some pop out scares here and there. And, uh, you know, they've got the buttons in the house you can push and they do some stuff. And I think the clownzilla thing at the very end is cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think it's a I I like when these weird B movies, these cult classic B movies are represented. So I I think it's the right type of ridiculousness that I like that I enjoy that still I know I could get spooked in. That's all. Okay. No, I'm not crazy. I, I like yeah. killer clowns, but I know some people go insanely crazy for it. I understand. Like Kylie and I love the house, and even our second, our run in it, my second run, her first, we had a lot of dull moments, and it was about fifty fifty. But like, I we love them so much that it's just like it's it's an IP that I, I really love, and I on top of that too, I love that out front of the entrance yeah. to the house that they. I one of the big things I, they have a photo op. I don't know why lately I've been stopping myself mid sentence to start a new sentence, but uh, they have a photo op, and I just did it there saying that they have a photo op again. of the ice cream truck where you can actually take your picture with some of the clowns, and that was one of the things I was saying leading up to this house is the tough part's going to be people loved it was like they loved taking their photos with the clowns last year in the scare zone. It was. It was one of the things I saw people doing most in the event was just getting their photos. I'm like, how is this going to work in the house where you can't have your camera out? People want photos. And so clearly Universal also read that loud and clear and put out the, the clown truck and some clowns out front of the house so you can get your photo op in. So I love that they did that. But it's a little higher on my list, but we'll get there And when we get there. My number seven is where you stop being my friend. Because I have number seven is Stranger Things. And that's – I you can sigh at me all that you want. I, I am not without issue in this house this year. You know that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I respect that as well, too, that you do find issues with the house. My first big issue with it, as we talked about off air, is that I – my second run through it, was very clear when I saw characters that weren't there in the first run, but then they were missing vice versa. I don't like that they've built a house where in some sections you are only getting half the experience going through. I don't know if this will change once it gets closer to Halloween and maybe they start staffing up, but like the first time we walked through the bus scene of season two, Mm -hmm. we had Steve right before we were getting on the bus And then once you get inside the bus, you hear Dustin's voice echoing throughout. But all we had was on top of the bus, there was a a Dema dog trying Mm -hmm. to get its way in. Then when I went through it the next time, there was no Steve in front of the bus before, but you could hear his voice. And then I heard Dustin's voice inside. I'm like, if they're both missing, this is going to be terrible. But now Dustin was in the house. So that made sense in the bus. But then the demo dog was missing from above. Oh, that's and weird. I'm like, so this entire room just lost its entire point to it. And it's- see, see I, I've noticed a change in the house already because I when I went through, it was or at least I thought uh, Bob, the Bob newbie part, I thought was just a mannequin with mannequins around him. Mm-hmm. And that's I would just watched not your video either. It was somebody else's video and it's not a mannequin. Yeah, but it was a mannequin when I went through. Yeah. It was just a it was just a non moving part, or like it moved a little bit. But then this time it was a person reaching and screaming. Yeah, and I was like, 
that's not what I experienced. So I wonder if they're swapping out like hmm. fake things for real things. I don't know. Who knows with that? But I and I talked about this leading up to it with the decision of Stranger Things 2 and 3 being combined together. I do not like Stranger Things Season 2. I thought it was such I know you a don't like weak that one trip downhill after the first one and the third was able to bring it back up i think it's a shame that the best set piece in the entire house is based on season three and yet 80 percent of the house is season two i don't know that i agree with you on that and you don't like inside the star court mall no i think that is good i I don't know that that's the best set piece of the house though actually that's my set piece that i have a complaint with if you're gonna, if sorry, I'm like now we're getting heated, so yeah. I'm screwing up the switching on that. Uh, if you're gonna try to tell me that uh, that eleven and Hopper closing, the no, 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 okay, no, no, okay, no. that's not no. okay. Thank you, no. then. No, I I do think one of the best set pieces is from the third season part of that. I think the cabin was really good because in the cabin I was like when I went through, it was so many of the actors were in there at once and yeah. they were playing so much audio from the show and they were um it was Jonathan screaming Nancy shoot it and Nancy God that is the second heaven. time <laughs> all <laughs> over equipment that's see this is why you got to stop waving your hands like that I sir i can't help it that is the second time today that he has knocked over this cup he is convinced that he's going to break his horror night's cup i think i shouldn't be allowed anything without a straw yeah get away yeah, from me water okay there's a little puddle over here now um yeah. when jonathan and nancy would be coming out cocking the gun and shooting the 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 gun at the you know the the scene from season three where yeah. it's trying to break through the roof of Hopper's cabin, but like the cabin's all ripped up in the middle of it, and you had Eleven on the side, and she's holding the two tentacles apart, and then Nancy was in there, and then Jonathan's voice is screaming, and then it was somebody else. There was another character. I think Max was in there too. Well, the, and I've seen the switch on this. It's Nancy is always in there, and Eleven's always in there, and then it will flip between. At least for the two times I've done it, it flips between Max and Will, or not Will. Um, uh mike yes thank uh, you yeah, okay sorry yeah yeah so complete i was like and then i'm like don't don't drop into I, it i, I remember so. yeah um i remember just being kind of like oh wow there's a lot going on in this room and it feels like what it felt like while i was watching it it's so a, i i give it a lot of credit that, for that that it's the most sorry go it, ahead, go ahead. I, I do have to interrupt you on there i because i i think i think inside the mall to me, that's the most impressive because of the sheer size and scale of it. It's, yeah. it, it you know, they I, and I, I'm not disagreeing with the uh, the, the thing in there, but. but. You are right. The cabin scene is the most kinetic. There is yeah. so many different and things happening. I think happening that's kind it. of what my complaint is with the big finale of the Starcourt Mall is that I honestly feel like they did this big giant room and there is an amazing, I, I don't know what this creature is called, Mind Flayer, yeah. in there. That is huge, and it moves, you know, and oh, yeah. but it, the top half moves, at least the mouth area does, and I think that's cool, and there's a character, and like Lucas is in there, and it's, if you're looking, so if the room is square, you're looking in the left third of the room, yeah. and at that mind flare thing, but the rest of the room to me felt like there was nothing in it. It felt like yeah. I was in a room where I only saw one quick service area with the with the rubble and everything and if my eyes stayed right there it looked great but if i looked anywhere else in the room i was like what is it what a way it felt like it had been rushed 
to me, like right away, where I was like, for a scene that is supposed to be this big iconic moment in the show, I felt like I was like, oh, I'm a little disappointed with the mall scene because I thought the mall scene would be the one that drew them in. But I'm, I'm, this this is higher up on my list than it is yeah. for you. So I, I I did really enjoy my experience through yeah. this house. Though. I and see for me with that mind flare in there, that's one of the most impressive things I think they have put together. It might be simple in how they made it. But at the same time, too, it's like I thought it was cool. Sometimes these massive set pieces are what are the takeaways for me. Like the even though Hollywood hasn't been good in years, like the Queen. It's not the mind flare I have the problem with. It's the dressing of the rest of the room. It's the mall, the mall itself, not the mind. And that's a greater thought. While the cabin scene is awesome in that second half of the maze, there, I also step back and wonder. And I, I could be completely wrong. I know no inner workings on this. I feel like season three was uh, a later decision in the game. Oh, and that's in and that. I feel like I, I, okay. I'll just talk about it now. I feel like that's the evi- very evident yes. when you go through the house, and that for me was why it still is number two. It could end up going lower, but I love Stranger Things so much. You know that I just I love the feeling of being in that show, and I do feel like it pulls you in like that. However, I feel like they. When this originally was coming out, you know, it's, season three started 4th of July. Yeah. So we didn't know what it was going to look like or do. And it feels like they basically like, here you go. You can look at a couple, a little bit of the show ahead of time. But we can't show you all this stuff because I feel like it did such a wonderful job of showing season two. Where I think it could have just not had the season three stuff in there and done a better version of season two where it could have it could have been bob running through the hallways or us through the hallways of that i forget what the building's called where all the demo dogs are coming out yeah. and that, that's ultimately where the bob meets his end you know and i i think we could have been in the tunnels with hopper a lot more because there yeah. were some cool scares there with the the um the flamethrower and i think we could have seen more of the tentacles maybe like going out or like a hallway where like a lot more stuff was like hanging and touching you and something like that you know or the pumpkin patch or something but um you know they did such a great job with this and then the yes the cabin looked great yes the mind flayer part looked great but then billy's not in this house at all he's in one part and he's it's before he's even i thought 100% 100% we were going to see Billy with all the black lines and the goo and everything on him or something like that. We saw one Billy and it's before Billy is even turned bad in the first episode and that was it. And that's where I was like – I felt like this house did a disservice to season three. I think it could have it, – it, it did so much more with season two than what I guess we had expected that then – it it did the opposite with no. season three. It did a lot less than I thought it was going to do. I, I it, it also yeah. felt a lot shorter than I expected it to be. Uh, it's it's a long one, but I think it is because it's so heavy on two and then short on three at the end that it feels like it's shorter. Yeah, because I think it maybe ends, it's a mental thing. Yeah, and I I want to. I don't. Again, I have no knowledge on this whatsoever, but. Something to me says, like, okay, Netflix came to them and said, okay, well, yeah, the deal's still on and stuff. We really want you to put three into, and we want you to merchandise the hell out of it. So yeah. we're going to send you well, a we, million scoops of Hoy hats. Do you know and- what we didn't even see was the – we didn't even get into the Russian base, really. Yeah. Like, we didn't the, – the, it would have been cool to see that giant generator spinning around at some point or Hopper, like, getting beat up yeah. or something. You know, a little bit more like, – like, Hopper came out at our media event in his shirt – 
and everything. I bare, I saw him for a second in that shirt in the yeah. house. If I don't even think I saw him. I think it was and, in your video. No, yeah, and he is standing in the back, and you do see him once, and he references Alexi during that moment. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see Alexi. So. And that's I, I heard that in your video because I didn't see it going through it. And that's where I was like, I was a little disappointed with that yeah. stuff because I thought those could have made some really cool, some cool rooms. Yeah. I don't know. So that's that's why it's so low on my list and still high on Rhinos, despite the fact that he has qualms with it. And I think he aired his qualms very well. Yes, yeah. So, so I won't have anything really to say about but it. But the only thing that. I would say with the amount of qualms that you aired with it, it should be lower on your list than where know, it is. But, but you know what? I live – it's one of those houses where if you if, if you said to me you can go through this every single night, I would still go through it every single night. I get night. it. You're the one – you're the reason why Universal Halloween Horror Nights is an IP machine is because of you. So yeah. there you go. But what's your number six? One, two, three, four, five, six. Graveyard games. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I do, like I said, most of my list is positive. There aren't really things, it's just a matter of like what I would, if you said you have one more time to go to this event, what do you need to do? So graveyard games I thought was pretty good. It reminded me a lot of the poltergeist when you're going through the graveyard, mm-hmm. uh, through the pool in the beginning. Um, and I thought it was a really cool original IP. I, I enjoyed the scares in the house. Um you know, I, I I will say this overall. I feel like there's not as many like cool creative scares this year. There's nobody flying around this year on a bungee cord or anything like that. Remember the witch last year, or no. they do that thing where they would jump forward. Yeah, they do have in this house. They have one section where it's not an actual actor, but something there comes is, forward. Yeah, there yeah. is a. And I remember, and I was like, oh, cool, like. I enjoyed this one, and I will say I, – I meant to say it about Stranger Things. What was really interesting about Stranger Things is that there's a lot of really big rooms yeah. in it, and they still manage to do a lot in those big rooms. Graveyard Games is the opposite. It's very tight the whole way through, and I think that really adds to a really yeah. cool feel. I am not going to share too much on it because I have it much higher on my list. But ultimately, I will say the one thing that I am glad is – you just mentioned that there aren't any of those big epic like flying moments or anything. I'm glad that they actually cut that out of this house. Not this house in general. Uh, well, but this is where I think I would year. have seen it. It's like a ghost coming yeah. out of the ground or something. The problem is they always struggle. Once people find out about these moments where they're flying or bunging, people mm. just stop. And That's true. That so happened a lot in the in the yeah. houses before. And, yeah. yeah. Anytime they had that effect. It's, it's great. It's awesome when you time it right. But there's that idiot who knows that it's going to happen. So they either catch the end of it and they want to see it happen and or they just watched a video and knew it happened and they just stop. And that ruins the entire house for everyone. And I know the I, the team members inside these houses work so hard. They they have to try to keep that line moving. And sometimes they're screaming their heads off. But it's sometimes you just can't stop a person who's just being plain ignorant and just doesn't care. But uh, my number six, I have as Yeti terror of the Yukon. So like I already mentioned, when Rhino talked about it the first time around, I wasn't super blown away, but then next time around I was able to take in so much more of the scenery. And for that alone, like I, this to me had the same level of intensity in terms of a scenery as like Lightning Gulch did a couple of years back, and even um, Bayou of Blood. Even though I didn't, I necessarily Wait, didn't which love one that you house. Right now? Yeti. 
Oh, okay, Yeti. Okay, Yeti. sorry, I missed. I heard. I heard you say something else. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was saying I, the details of that house put together reminded me a lot of Bayou of Blood, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of Lightning Gulch mm-hmm. from a few years back. It just it 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 was one of those originals that, in terms of set design, I think this was the set design house where they wanted to nail it, and I think they did. And so it's. Uh, I got to go through it again. Yeah, it's and to me now we're getting into the part. Like with Stranger Things, with House of a Thousand Corpses, with Yeti, with even I'll throw in us to an extent. Like I'm happy doing these, but I'm going to be very moderate about what the wait time is. Like with these, I'm like talking if it's more than 30 minutes, I'm a solid no on them from here. And even with my number five and then well, it'll change a little bit. I'd be a little bit more patient as we go up the list. But what's your number five? Um, so my number five is Depths of Fear. Mm. I I remember, I mean, I guess this was kind of around that area, but I remember going through and being like, oh, this was a little different than what I expected. And I thought it was cool. I know there's a big issue right now because it has a dog that doesn't make it through it, I don't think. But I went through this, this one twice and I have not seen that dog. But my friend went through once and he was like, oh, did you see the dog bowl? And I was like, no. And then he talks about there's a dog that's like stuck in one of the doors at one point or something. But, I don't, you know, you said it before. People have a big issue with this. But also there was a dead horse apparently in the other house. And like there's a person that's cut in half hanging from chains with intestines coming out. And like I, I took it like – and what my friend who saw this, who when he walked out, he was like, um, oh, you know what this house reminds me of? Alien. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, f- 100%. Like, trapped in a ship, you know, and there's a monster on the loose, and it's kind of spreading and, and stuff. And so I, I thought it was um, – I thought it was – I thought it was cool. I thought it was – I liked it because it's an aesthetic that I haven't really seen in the last couple of years at all either. Yeah. So it was It was a nice – it was kind of an interesting change of pace. I thought they did a good job with like the different areas of the ship that you went through. Well, and they're never going to get the rights to use Alien ever again at these Why? events. Uh, 20th Century Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. If, oh, goodness. If they can't get Warner Brothers to play a game with them, yeah. they're going to have an uphill battle with uh, with anything that is with Fox-related yeah, properties. Yeah. So I also had Depths of Fear at number five. Uh, and I just I, – I don't want to go on too long about the whole dog debate and stuff. It's uh, – to me, like Rhino has already alluded to, I, I don't think they should change it. The fact is I, I understand some people uh, – there are some people in life, which is weird, that they actually are more passionate and care more about pets. I and am one of those people, animals, though. and yeah, and you could be one of you. No, I am. I like dog. I, I care much more about what happens to a, a stray dog than I do a stranger, and I am terrible for yeah. that, probably. But and I, and I understand that. I'm not disrespecting anyone that feels that way. I don't think it's right to bully anyone no. for their thoughts one way or another on this. All I can say is that. I my stance is I would rather them just leave it in the house because there are it's part of the horror. It's yeah, but it it's just one of those things like I I could understand that it, everyone has something different going on that you never know how it will impact them. I we we have people I apologize I can't remember the name. We have one listener who has been with us for years, very supportive and unfortunately she she does not like to be in situations where there's any hanging of anything. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah. And likes to know about this ahead of time so she can avoid it due to past issues and so that's something like you know, 
Halloween Horror Nights still almost put something hanging related in every single year, yet there's probably so many parents and families and friends that have been affected by people who have ultimately taken their lives by hanging but yet it still gets included in events there's there's been in the past where there's you know it's like there was the one baby house the dead baby and stuff the vampire house last year had the or two years ago i don't know when it was but yeah but but the thing is too i i say it reminds me of alien it reminds me of alien too because that dog dies in the beginning of alien 3 and it's like that's graphic um and i don't like seeing that when it happens in movies and you know what i'm just gonna not look at it when i go through the house i'm not i'm not i I think you're making a very compassionate point though about not knowing what everybody goes through yeah so it's a tough part i understand that people are upset about it and that's why i will never tell them they're wrong and i can't i won't even tell them they're wrong for saying to universal we don't want to see this but if universal starts stripping out everything that anyone has an issue with then it does get to the point where you have to say well what's this event going to become is it going to become uh, just a bunch of Ghostbuster houses where nothing really happens. I think it's harder too because it's based in an original property, yeah. so it, maybe it feels a little closer than like if it was like the movie. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, they're adapting a movie, and yes, we chose to adapt this movie, which means we adapt these scenes. Yeah. But it's different when like they Universal yeah. wrote the scene, the movie. I yeah. guess. Wrote it, it, yeah, I, I get that. It's saying like, okay, well, they didn't have to put that in there. Some it was set an decorator story. chose yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do get that. But for me, depths of fear. It, people can knock the goofy fish that are inside of here all day. I think they're hilarious. So, like, how you got scared? Yeah, <laughs> I, they they are scary giant piranhas. Well, and what did you say? They they go through different stages too of larvae. Like, because there's the one that's like there, it's like a it's supposed to be infecting people, and mm-hmm. then they become it. Right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, there's the people when they start getting infected, and then there's the second stage because then when they're the big full grown ones, I, those are funny. But then, like. Not funny, funny. They scare me. But it's funny that I'm getting scared of this giant rubber fish suit. But yeah, it's it to me. It's like that. It's there's still those moments where they can really scare the crap out of you in this house, and at the same time, there is a funny element to it. And I like that it really is like the goal is to get out of this house in four minutes, just like you're escaping from this underwater place. And so, the, wait, is that is that a goal? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the thing. It's like the countdown's on. You've got to get out of this house. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I did yeah. not know that part of. How do I know that? Uh, because they, say they it told when you're us. Going in? Yeah. Oh, no, they, they t- told I us during our tour. Us. Yeah. Well, and we also we when I went through the second time, I walked through a part that we didn't walk through. The the first yeah. part when you walk in, they didn't take us in that way. So I missed that whole like entryway that I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, we went we went in the back part, and there are a couple moments where it says like there is a countdown moving on, like countdown to whatever. Oh, I have and, to watch for that next time. Yeah, so I I like it. It's one of those ones where it's like it's definitely it's, I do like a countdown. It's, it's right in the middle of the road for me, so I I enjoy it enough that I'll do it more times, but also not my favorite, but. Okay, Rhino, what's uh, for? I, I have us here because when we went through that house that first time, I remember being like, oh, pleasantly surprised with what it was going to offer. I know I I know it was a lot lower when I first did it. And after you've talked about it a little bit more, I, if, if my experience had been your experience, it would be lower for me. But I see this as having even more potential as we go along. So it, this is definitely one that will shift on my list and probably downward. I don't I don't even mean that in a negative way. I just mean like I think a lot of these have opportunities to come up. But 
I kind of saw the things that I thought I was going to see and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot like this part and this part. And I liked being in the house and hearing the music. And I really do like the finale scene when you're down below in that where that I'm not warehouse. I don't know what you call it. Like where all the untethered live Mm -hmm. and all the bunnies are on the ground. And whoever is whoever the people are that are playing um, red and and um, Lupita Nyong'o's like her her regular version, they're great. Like they're moving and around and creepy and it's kind of creepy just to see that. So I'm hoping this house just gets a lot more scares in it. Um, But I have it up there. Just this, that was just based on my initial going through. So that's, I I respect it. And you are a big fan of the movie. So the second time you saw it. So uh, my number four is killer clowns from outer space. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we had, I had a stellar run through the very first time when we were there on the media night. And then, like I said, my second time through wasn't that bad. Clownzilla so. wasn't working the second time I went through. Yeah. I just remember that. Yeah. I got a text while we were here, and it, and it was my friend who was like, oh, the clown was working this time. And I got scared while I was looking up yeah. by another clown. And I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, it wasn't working. It was there. It just wasn't moving. Yeah, and I think that's part of this house, too. Like you mentioned with mannequins is that a lot of times, like when there's a mannequin in a normal house, you look at it and like, okay, well, clearly that's not real. With the clowns, <laughs> yeah. they all have perfected the art. The ones who aren't Hidden in their cubbies, the ones who are standing out in the open have perfected the art of standing as still as possible, oh, yeah. and they don't move. So when they finally do, I don't care. It's like it gets you every <laughs> and, time. And I think and, that la- I love that room where you go through, and they're all in yeah. there, and you're like, oh dear god. It's, and I'm yeah. I don't know. I'm like I think there's somebody in every one of the suits in there. Yeah, I don't think they're all man. I don't think there's a single mannequin to be honest with you. I, I, don't I know, think though. there might be one, but or maybe even two. But I I don't. It doesn't. But I like that. Change. Yeah, I like that repeat. Yeah, because the, the how zany these creatures are, these alien clowns, like they because they just look so fake. Even when they're in the suits, when there's the the mannequins, not moving ones, it looks the exact same because it's all just put together like that. It's I, it's it's fun, and I love the movie. So this is one that ran, ran a little higher for me. But number three. Monsters, oh. Universal Monsters. I, mm-hmm. I liked this one quite a bit. I liked all the. There were monsters in there. I guess I didn't really expect to see. I didn't think I'd see like the Hunchback. Um, mm-hmm. And I forgot there was another one too that I was like, oh, yeah, cool, you know. And I, I liked. I thought there were a lot of really good scares, but I, I liked it for the same way that I liked Scary Tales from last year. I liked how each room was kind of its own little story, but then it kind of like it went through the story went yeah. through the whole thing too. So it was one of those where I like, I really wanted to do this one again the second night, but it, it like the wait time just kept going up and down. So drastically. Yeah. And I've been lucky both times I went through. I've the only scare I think I've actually missed was, uh, the, the bride of Frankenstein in the Frankenstein scene. But every, oh, I think I, I think I encountered that on the first night. Yeah. Yeah. It, every, yeah, it was just slightly ahead of me. So okay. I saw yeah. her, but she was going back in. Um, I got her when we were finally leaving because one of the things I love about this house is at the very end, they do the recap and they have five more scares with monsters you have already seen. So like the wolf man pops back out mm-hmm. and then, then the phantom pops out, I think. And then it's bride of Frankenstein. And then you get right at the end, you think you're, you're safe. And then Frankenstein pops out right before you get through the door. And, but like, yeah, it hits all the monsters. I'll just, it's close enough on my list. We're at the end here. So this was number two for me. 
I was lucky that I had stellar run-throughs both times that it just it has to be this high on my list plus my love of classic monsters uh like the I think my favorite section, despite my love of Frankenstein, I love the creature from the Black Lagoon section. Oh, that was the other one. I, I mean, I knew he, I knew that was going to be in there, but I kind of forgot, yeah. you know. And so when we get into that area, I was like, "Oh, underwater!" And it's like, so basic. Yeah. It's like it's this super fake underwater scene, yeah. and there's just two per- cubbies with him. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's the creature like you want to see the creature. Yeah, it. it I, I think it did a good job of somebody who could have never seen these yeah. movies too could still really enjoy the yeah. house. Yeah, and that, like there are weak moments. Like Quasimodo just stands there hanging out on his bell and is just there as a set piece. Wolfman's pretty intense. Um, I like the Wolfman and uh, the Invisible Man's throughout the house the entire time. Uh, but it's to me, it's it's pretty solid. My number three was actually Ghostbusters. Oh. And this was definitely one of our most hyped houses going into the event. And I think it has delivered on on pretty much everything I could have hoped for and more. And I it it's a stellar house. It really is an amazing house. It is it is a love letter to Ghostbusters without yeah. being without being over the top. I think it is it they made it. There's been more faithful intellectual property houses. Like I feel like Halloween and and The Shining were just to me. They felt like I felt more transported in the movie than Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like the Slimer effect with him coming down the hallway and then shooting in the door, like that is so cool. That and then be followed up by Slimer attacking you. Yeah. Um. It, just having we i was hoping for rick moranis and of course we got we oh, got that scene played yeah. out entirely with, my dana scene the next night i came through she wasn't there oh. and i was like oh no dana's not here and she walked past the window to go get up on the thing and she's like there is no dana only zool okay. and i was like "Ooh," because that yeah. was like different than the part we saw before so it was like you were in the i don't middle know of if she like change. goes up yeah, yeah, but it was cool because it was like just the right timing, and I was yeah. like, "Ooh, yeah, that's cool." But like, I so I love that they included everything that I was I was really hoping for, plus a little bit more because they they added in some stuff from two, and they said they added the in, go, there's um, a ghost from every Ghostbusters movie yes, in this, including exactly. the 2021. Yeah, so I like that, and you know, a little disappointed that Stave Pup Marshmallow Man couldn't have been given the same type of love as the well, the Mind yeah, Flare and Clownzilla because but, they made such a big deal about being like yes even the stay puff and i was like well i mean he's there but it's like it's a screen yeah and you're like i wish you could have inflated him of all the things to have built i think he would have been the easiest that's yeah. the weirdest part you yeah. can literally buy him for your front lawn <laughs> at home depot <laughs> yes i agree with that and so it nailed everything but for me uh it's just it wasn't i think there are a couple actual genuinely scary moments when they catch you. Like when the first Slimer attack, he can get you yeah. the, the in the library scene. I, I, I Yeah, that was good. the library scene. Yeah. The terror dogs, I think, yeah. were pretty good. Too. I think they like happen at the right moments yes. and stuff. And yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple. There's a couple moments where I think they actually can get you mixed with the fun. I love Ghostbuster side of it, but to me, it's just it's. With with intellectual properties, I feel like it's just this one. This one couldn't hit some of the other ones that they've done, and I think that's just solely because they've had such a good string of like these are they have done amazingly well, 
it bringing some of these intellectual properties to life that it, eventually there is going to be like, oh, well, I have to compare this IP to the last IP that they did to the last one to the last one. And Ghostbusters just didn't overcome some of those other ones, but it is still a solid house. It's one that if I can wait 45 minutes or less for it every single time I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm down. I'd probably, if with the first timer, I'd even wait an hour for it. Yeah. So, uh, I think when I did the stay and scream, it was probably about 40 minutes. Yeah. And I was like pretty early into getting in there. So I, I think it's, if, if you're coming and you admit to yourself like, Oh, I'm coming on a busy night. I can only do so much. I can't get express. I can't do stay and scream. I would, to me, ghostbusters is a not, not to be missed house. If you think you can yeah. only do five houses the entire night, I, I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong with any list, but I think definitively we could say that Ghostbusters has to be seen at the event. But what was your number two? Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. But we already talked about it enough. You know, I I enjoy it. I do wish maybe it had just been season two, but I can see why they did three. It's a a shame because it makes me think we won't have a season three next year. So that that means we also know your number one. Well, my number one is Ghostbusters, and I'll tell you, it is for all the reasons you said, and I also thought it was a great example of what a permanent Halloween Horror Nights house could be for Universal Orlando, that Good I would, that if they could keep this around, I think it's just the right amount of fun scary, that it encapsulates, it encapsulates, encapsulates, uh, whatever that word is, um, it really has that spirit of the film in the house because the film is a funny movie, but it also has scary elements too. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it, it treads that line really nicely. And it's like this, that for me is something I, I had emotional reaction when I was done, but this is like, I've said that Ghostbusters was very important to me growing up. Like I was obsessed with it when I was younger and, and, um, and it just, it's one of those things where I just feel like it it's, it it's uh, i it's got all those moments that you want and more and it just it was for the first time where i was like i literally just walked through the spirit of this film and and it wasn't it's something that if you are too afraid of like these horror nights house or a, or a, or a haunted house you could still get through this i think yeah. you know and that's why i this is one of those things where i want to almost be like can you please just leave this one house here all year? You know, every year I think it would be cool if they just left one for the year and then like read, you know, swapped out whatever that one was after the year or something. But this is one that I wish more people could experience than will. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I will say like Ghostbusters is a movie I grew up with too. And it's, it's kind of funny because like the movies that were the most impactful for me growing up were probably star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, even though I didn't really get into it until later on, but like E.T. Mm-hmm. was was another big one. Uh, definitely Ghostbusters Back to the Future. It's kind of funny in this day and age now. It's like I can – Indiana Jones, I feel like I get my needs met with that through Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland. Yeah. That's – that I mean, that could also make for an awesome Halloween Horror Nights house, but yeah, I, but it's translated well in that ride. E.T. Yeah, I think it's translated well enough in the ride that it has. So something like Ghostbusters, even though they used to have that stage show no, way this back is the in the fir- day, yeah, this to me is like, the oh, f- this is bringing you into first it. true representation, yeah. and what, and you know what, you just made me think. Like, it, it, it I actually think it's the most dark ride. It, it's basically. A dark ride 
but a walkthrough version yeah, of a live what action. Is, dark what, ride if they had turned this into, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if they had turned this this into a ride, this experience, this would be a very popular thing that people would always do. Like, if anything, take this blueprint and turn this into a permanent dark ride. Yeah. Then maybe, and maybe you ride through on an Ecto One, yeah, or something like that. And and I think this is they finally nailed their first ever dark ride. That's their thing i guess i don't know although uh, it's not ET, their property please. yeah i'm not not knocking et but et is a sequel so it's not the fr- et yeah. is not okay a okay so you know what i mean i got you yeah uh so that leaves my number one and if you're doing the math on all of that my number one is actually graveyard games right now i know i just was i was counting yeah. down and i was like oh really okay. it is messaging those teenagers yeah mm. <laughs> you know i, I combines even, his love of messaging underage kids with <laughs> scary stuff well I, first off i haven't had the opportunity to do that this was one of the houses i was able to walk right in like and i literally would have walked right in except the people that were in front of me were moseying along so slowly that they created a line by accident so that. yeah it's i just walk at a normal pace you don't have to mosey um and anyways though it's like i haven't had the chance to see the whole teen aspect chatting side on there or anything but uh it's so all jokes aside on that one because we made plenty of them leaving up to it this is ex- it's not even exactly what I hoped for in a way because I wanted the graveyard scene and I wanted it brought into like, oh, you're a teenager going through a, a graveyard on, on a spooky close to Halloween-ish or Halloween night and you you want to see those ghosts and stuff. And it to me, it nailed this uh, entirely. The only thing that I say took me aback from it is like – you know, you walk in the first scene and you're in a cemetery or in a, and there's all these small headstones and you see this flashlight moving from far away and you get scared right away because a guy just pops out and I knew he was coming and he still scared me. He just got me perfectly and got me on a, on a jump timing. But then you move into the actual, like the further graveyard portion with mausoleums and stuff. And there's graffiti all over Mm -hmm. it. And you're like, Oh, this is like, this is like an old rundown cemetery that people have just destroyed and disrespected. And then that adds to the story in a way, too, that I feel like it's like, okay, well, no one has take, has respected this place. And everyone who's buried there is also turning against them. So the ghosts that you're seeing in there, they are evil spirits that are truly coming after you. And there, it's like Rhino said, it is so compact in this maze. Yeah. There are so many moments where they just they are popping out of places that you don't expect and getting you. And there's a couple cool little design aspects that I like through it as well, too. It's not as intricately themed as Yeti, but to me, it still has a nice blend to it. And It's definitely it's, my house that could go up higher on my list, for sure. Yeah, it's this one, I will say, it probably, it probably will not stay as number one, but right now, it on Sunday night alone, I liked it when we did it on on media night but then on sunday night i walked out of it saying hands down that was like it hit everything right mm. it hit everything that i expect out of a horror night's house it had the scares it had the thematic element to it it just it it all worked it worked well and i'm excited to see it could stay in my number one spot so but i could see you know the nostalgic side of me could move ghostbusters up universal monsters could come up i'm pretty sure my top three uh, are pretty much going to stay the same throughout the entire time. It's For me, it's going to be what's down below that. It's going to shift and adjust. But I think the houses are 
generally solid this year. I think there's at least five or six that are like must must see, and then a couple that are like you know hopefully hopefully you see it and hopefully it becomes a favorite for you. But I cannot respect anyone who says Nightingales is their favorite house. I don't know that I want to hang out with that person. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not like I know I sometimes say that as a joke. I genuinely don't know. I, well, I have to give it another shot, obviously. So I go through so all of them again and again. You know, even the ones I hate, yeah. I go through. So that was a long, long time on the houses here. We'll just uh, we're not doing a show next week, anyways, because we're going to be gone. So yeah. giving you a little bit of a bonus one here, a little bit more to watch. But uh, what it just. Real quick on the scare zones, I'm not going into them because I'm I'm not ready to rank them. I haven't spent enough time in them. But uh, what's if you had to say anything about the scare zones, where would you put them? I feel like they're forgettable this year. I feel like they. Uh, you know what I I was realizing as we were doing the show is that I think I missed that. For the last two years, we've had a scare zone that had a literal Halloween aesthetic, and I feel like that's what's missing for me this year is the pumpkins and the jack-o'-lanterns and, like – because it was trick-or-treat and then it was whatever the other one was called that was, like, 50s trick-or-treat or or something like that. But I missed that. But I I think for me, I like the Anarcade one on the main strip when you come in because it it wraps up the – it's in the theme and it does it pretty well and it's just ridiculous. And that's all you need there. Yeah, Yeah. neon chainsaws, hockey players, the stilts with the light-up glasses. It's all – it's a fun photo place too. And then I thought Vanity Ball for something that I thought was kind of like whatever is interesting. But I'm with you. I I haven't really experienced much more than walking through. um, But yeah. I, I, I'm not like there's not one where I'm like I gotta get back and yeah. go in it like I have the last couple of years. Yeah, I'll, honestly, I think the standout characters of Vanity Ball. It, a lot of people are like putting a lot of focus on the the show elements that are happening on the runway and everything with it, and they're doing their fashion show with the with their cosmetic changes. I think the people on the streets actually running around in their patient gowns and stuff in botched operations and stuff. I think those are the ones who are making that scare zone anything that it is. They they are, they are going above and beyond to scare people in a setting where they also made it like, oh, this is going to be a place where you come and watch these shows happen. But they're they're making you distracted from the shows by keeping you scared yeah. and being around. And I think, in for me, I think Zombieland is a big miss. Oh, I, absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't even. I, it's like I don't even understand it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. It don't just know. it did not hit for me. I need to spend more time there. Same thing goes with with uh hellbilly deluxe i feel like it's a miss for me because it's a bunch of show but it's not like i didn't even take my camera out in this one yet i just oh i did i watched it i filmed this german s&m nightclub (laughs) it was so weird okay I'll borrow some footage from you then. Oh, there's to, a there's a girl that literally looks like I I I hate looks like an SS yeah. officer, and I'm like, what the hell is going on in here? Yeah, uh, tough tough on that. But uh, then beyond that, um, uh, then I like Vikings Undead. It's not a lot, and I know this is where this is a hard one because usually you like that Halloween spirit no, in that it. Central Park section. I think Viking Undead Vikings Undead is still. You know, it's foggy. There's people on stilts. There's a bunch of burly, husky people running around trying to scare you in the darkness. So I feel like as a scare zone, it works. Saturday night, am I right? Uh, Mr. Saturday Night Special there, baby. Uh, Anyways, uh, just wrapping up my thoughts on that, too. Uh, It's, yeah, scare zones are okay. There's nothing amazing (laughs) this year, in my opinion. Uh, I Academy of Villains. 
happened this year and i it's definitely a return to form for the show in a way i think it's probably the best show they've had since the first one but it nothing is still clicking for me with it i don't like the setup of watching it in a theater style it's in the the fear factor live stage and it just feels like even though now i feel like they listen to some feedback and they have tried to bring the acts closer to the audience mm-hmm. and very close in some circumstances but at the same time too it just misses the it missed everything about the first show that made it so cool watching it up front and close it's just you're watching a performance and it gets it gets old quick but uh like and i also don't it's kind of a blend in years past like they're bringing in elements from all the the shows and then one special one there so like the first section is uh I think the first section was the person kicking the ball, which that kind of got old. Oh. Yeah, there was a guy who came oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Completely forgot about that Yeah, part. and that was just kind of like, oh, it's there. And I think that led back to the first year there was one of the actors, or not one of the, not actors, performers, one of the performers could do tricks with a ball. And then they had the contortionist come out, Ugh, which I hate. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Ugh. I didn't care for it when they did it the second year. I still don't care for it now. Then they also have a, a one of the ribbon dancers that ribbon dancer. i don't know what they're i don't want it. ribbon dancer sounds like you're on the ground flapping a ribbon around so, it's one of the ones that hangs on to the two sheets and twists around oh, in the um, air and stuff it's an aerialist of sorts yeah I yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if there's an exact name i, but, I think that's it's like oh my gosh my friend does it and it's literally like on the tip of my tongue yeah. but it, it involves aerial yeah so and that was okay to watch i thought it was it was it is fresh and fun and different with their show and then the final section of it is a throwback to the the sheets that they did the very first year with they they backlight everything mm. so you're watching shadows move around and and stuff and that was a huge part of the the first year show one of the the best elements of that and they took it to the next level with this one with three different screens and moving in and out and it's a cool element but it's also Again, when you're watching it from further back, it just doesn't captivate me as much as I just. I think I think the show thematically fits better this year. I mean, with its theming of like looking like Frankenstein's monster and that yeah. sort of stuff. But it's still one of those where I, I agree with you. I think when it's like they come through the crowd and go up onto a into an area and they're performing right there, it's kind of something I don't want to wait and go sit in forever. I want to like watch it and move on yeah and so it's it's kind of like it's in an area where it's still not as good as the thing yeah. that was there before i i'm happier standing and watching the shows even even though i never moved on like the first year of it and you know, even the second year i pretty much watched it well, all the I way like through it's, you can't get through i can't leave halfway i can't watch a little bit of it and be like yeah. oh i just want to see a little bit of dance and, and then go. you also can't show up halfway through and be like oh i really like this i want to oh, come make and watch sure the I, whole thing exactly yeah. it's yeah. it kind of ruins that for it and then We've been lucky enough that I've always been able to watch it from close when I watch it in that theater. I can't imagine being in like the back row in the very far back yeah. corner. It's it's got to be a boring show to watch from that angle. It's got to just yeah, something's be like, better oh, than there. nothing. But I I still wish there was some sort of like a variety show or something like that. I yeah, don't, I don't know. And but something is better than nothing in this case, and that's Marathon of Mayhem, the oh, Fountain Lagoon show. That thing is worth the admission to go to this alone. I think they knocked it 
out of the park with this. It is incredible. I watched it again the the other night, and I am just I am in love with it. I want the soundtrack. Universal Orlando didn't understand. That's what I was asking for. They were like, "We sell the sound. You might want to visit the tribute store for all tracks to all shows." And I was like, oh, "Okay, you didn't answer my question, but thanks." Like, but I I think every section of this is amazing. I, 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 I love the whole thing. I agree. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's perfect. It's exactly what they put on paper. It is the Fountain Lagoon show, like an 80s mashup of you're watching all these horror elements in one night. And it includes the ones they said it did. Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, Universal Monsters and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I just just I, that I love but, how it like starts in black and white with yeah. the monsters, too. And then it turns into this like neon thing. Yeah. And then Stranger Things dissolves into this like 8 bit video game kind of thing. And when they like, they zap Stay Puff too. I yeah. love that. I love that so, part. And it's they just like the regular Fountain Lagoon show. They utilize the buildings behind them. Uh, there's tons of effects with it. No fireworks, but that's fine. It doesn't I, fireworks I would even, take away from it. Honestly, I didn't even think it needed them. Yeah. I, I, there was a part where I was like, oh, they're going to be fireworks here, but then they do this really amazing. Like the fountains go like three times as high as you've seen them go earlier in the show and it, like it's going crazy and yeah. the colors and the music and everything and i'm like oh no this is great yep yeah. I, I think it's definitely one of the things about this year's event that's not to be missed and the best part is i can't say how busy it's going to get moving forward but uh the first night that we saw it <clears throat> i would say you could have shown up oh yeah i think you could have we were at up, the but... were we at the 11 show for that or 12 o'clock I think 12 because yeah. they thought it was 1130. So we yeah. were just standing there for 30 yeah. minutes or something. But. We, you could have showed up and had a perfect spot for the 12 o'clock show. I watched the 12 o'clock show both nights uh, that I went. And you could have shown up within two minutes of the show and still had a great spot. Uh, um, the 10 o'clock show. I watched the first show um, the first night I went. And that was pretty busy. Okay. Um, so you, you could still come up. But, I mean, I got there like 20 minutes before. But it was kind of like if you want like the best view, I would – I'd probably give yourself about 20 minutes. But Yeah. Well, um, that's what I was going to say too. 20 minutes, yeah, the 30 big, max. The big tip here though is I think the first show might be the busiest one. So yeah. I think wait for those later shows and go do some of the houses because we noticed right when we were leaving, a lot of the houses had dropped a little bit in the yeah. wait. So, yeah, no, that's a that's definitely good to know, and hopefully we'll be able to talk more in the coming weeks about strategies with that as well too. But uh, that's it for this one. That's all all we have for you. I know it's a short episode. Yeah, short short ninety five minute episode there. But like I said, this is we didn't have an episode last week, and we won't have an episode next week. We're going to be in California. And I know the number one thing you're going to ask, well, are you going to Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood while you're out there? And I'm, it's unless something crazy happens and we end up there for some reason, the answer is going to be no. Uh, it's something that we would have to put our own money down on. And after our last experience there and hearing more friends talk about how they did it last year, um, I'm better off leaving and saying no i did not spend my money on it and that was a mistake i would rather do that than drop way too much money for a pass with express or whatever they call it there front of the line i would rather not spend the money at all and just and be fine if i missed out on something great rather than spend the money and then regret every little bit of it when i could have spent it in other other areas and locations so uh don't think we're doing anything with that like i said it's whatever things can happen things can change uh for all we know we could end up 
being involved in it for some reason and, and have a chance to see it. But yeah, normally when we would record, we won't be back here to do that. So we're, we're actually not going to be back until late the night of uh, the night before the show gets released. So no episode for you. So I apologize for that, but re-listen to this one and watch whatever we're putting out from California. That's fun too. But okay. Thank you so much to everyone for watching and listening to this. Rhino, thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you. And no questions today, but we will be back with you in two weeks for another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name.